0: Let's um, open our Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 3. Father, I lift up this morning. And I want to thank You, Lord, for this church. For each and every one, Lord, that You have brought to this place. Even those that are visiting this morning, I thank You for them. Lord, You have them here this morning because You want to speak something into each of our hearts. And I pray that we would leave this place encouraged today. That we would leave this place, Lord, uh, empowered, Lord, to go out into this world and to be witnesses for You. Father, I pray that You would bless, Lord, this time in Your Word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At the end of our service, and I'm going to be just in the Word shortly this morning, we're going to actually take the last portion of this uh, service this morning to have our missions team come that went to Atlanta. And they're going to come up and share with us a little bit of the, the stories of what God had done. We have a little uh, video uh, slideshow that we're going to show some of the pictures. And then we're going to finish uh, our service today by praying over these 50 plus boxes that are sitting up here that are going to be shipped out, that are going to go uh, to some child. Uh, Through Operation Christmas Child, we're going to pray over these boxes as a church. But this morning, before we have the team come up and to uh, share about some of the divine appointments that God had given to them when they went on this missions trip, I, I titled this morning's message Divine Appointments. And... I think it's a good mindset for us to be in. I think it's a good way to train our thinking. To to know that when you get up every single day, that God already has your, your footsteps marked out. Yes, He knows you're going to work, you're going to school, you're going wherever you're going. He knows where you're going. But He has divine appointments for us. Already set out before us. It's real easy to lose sight of that to get caught up into what we're doing in our day. Not realizing that God has these appointments that He has already orchestrated for us. You could see it all the way through. You read the book of Acts, all you're going to see is a whole book of divine appointments. From a multitude of people getting saved to one individual getting saved. They're all divine appointments. The book of Acts starts out in chapter 1, verse 8, talking about the Holy Spirit coming upon that early group of 120 that were in that upper room. And then being filled with the Holy Spirit. Something that they had never experienced before, but this empowering of God's Holy Spirit and the work that was done. We know that on that day that there were 3,000 plus people that were saved. An outpouring of God's Holy Spirit. God's Spirit speaking through one man, Peter, as he stood up. A transformed Peter now. that stood up in that, amongst that whole crowd of people and began to preach that Gospel message. 3,000 people got saved. We know that because it's recorded in Scripture. I believe that as we read through the book of Acts and you read of all of these divine appointments, even with Philip and the eunuch. You know, Paul with Lydia out at the riverside. And, you, and Paul with the, the Philippian jailer. And all of these divine appointments that God, that only God could have done, that we would actually be able to look at our own walks with the Lord and be looking for those appointments that God wants to give you. It takes some faith, doesn't it? It takes you believing that not only does God want to put an appointment in front of you, but He's going to give you the words to speak in the moment that you need them. This missions team that went to Atlanta, I shared with them, where there's going to be divine appointments for you when you get there. God already knows who those people are. And... It'll take on their and it took on their part and it takes on our part that willingness to step out in faith and open our mouth for the Lord. That's what God wants to do in us. And if you've ever had that privilege of talking and sharing your faith with another person and then experiencing God giving you the words to speak in the moment that you need them, you're going, wow, that wasn't me. I love it when it's not me. I love it when God uses me and it's not me. And there's been times where I felt like it was me. But when it's not you, and God is doing it, it's incredible. Peter, after preaching this message to a multitude of people and 3,000 people getting saved, I'm sure that Peter's mind was blown. He was going, wow, it's incredible. And and I'm sure that all of the the apostles, they they were all blown away. But then, after that time, and doesn't tell us how long of a period of time transpired between the day of Pentecost and then when you get to chapter 3, verse 1, Here's Peter and John back in ordinary life, if you want to say. They're on their way to temple like they've done every day and like they did. It was what they practiced. Going to the temple at 9 o'clock and going at noon and going at 3, three times a day. The people could make their way to the temple for the hour of prayer. We read in verse 1, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. This was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. This was just a, another day. Like when you get up. And it's just another day. You're going off to work. But on this particular day, and they've passed this man probably many times, but on this particular day, there was going to be a divine appointment. We're told that a certain man in verse 2 that was lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. The perfect place. You drive around our city, you see them wherever you're from, and you see the people standing. out That's what they did with this lame man. He was born that way. Whether it was his family members or whether it was some friends, they would take him and bring him over to that beautiful gate. And they would put him... It was right at the entrance into the temple. This is a perfect place. People are coming there. They're giving their tithes and their offerings. It's a perfect place for somebody just to sit and to beg for alms. But this was going to be a divine appointment for this man on this particular day. We're told that as Peter and John were making their way up the steps and coming up to that gate beautiful that this man was lying there, and it says, and seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, like he did with everyone that walked into the temple, he asked them for alms. But on this particular time, and you see, there's people you work around, there's people you're out and about, and you see them day in and day out and, and whatever. And, and not, only, uh, not every day and every opportunity do you witness to them, but there are times when you all of a sudden go, you know what, God wants me to say something. They just said something to me that spoke to my heart, that prompted me to want to respond back. And I know that the Lord wants me to say something. Has that ever happened to you? God, I know God wanted me to say something, but I didn't. I, I shrank back. Or I did. And God used me, and there was an opportunity there. Peter and John had no clue. They're just doing what they normally do. They didn't probably dialogue about it on their way to temple go, hey, let's talk to the lame man today. I doubt it. It says in verse 4 that Peter, fixing his eyes on this lame man with John, Peter says, look on us. And so this lame man gave them his attention expecting, what's he expecting though? To receive something from them. What do you have? That's the only thing the lame man could think of. I just need this money. And the response from Peter and John wasn't what he was expecting. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Divine appointments. Put yourself in that place. The gift of faith was being exercised at that moment. The gift of miracles was being exercised at that moment. The gift of healing, miracles, faith, everything was operating at that moment because God wanted to touch this lame man. And there are people that you're around day in and day out that need Christ. That He wants to use you and use you as a mouthpiece for Him. We just need to be ready always to give an answer. To every man that asks us of the reason of the hope that's within you. Be ready. The divine appointments are there. If you haven't seen one in a week and in a month and in a year, you're probably just not listening, watching, and ready. Because I believe that they're there. The Lord wanted to not just touch this lame man physically. He wanted to touch him spiritually. You see, it's one thing to go out and and to help the homeless and to to give out food and to do those things. And that's all commendable. And we should do that as Christians. But the greatest need, and, and you often hear me talk about the bigger picture. that. Jesus always had a bigger picture in mind. He fed the 5,000. He fed the 4,000. He, he did all these miracles, healed people, raised the dead, did all these things, but He always had a bigger picture in mind. The disciples didn't always see the bigger picture. Remember the woman at the well. And Jesus you know, went out and, and, and shared with her about living water. She goes back into the city and brings out this multitude of people and the disciples are sitting there. And the Lord had to tell them, look up, look at the fields are white unto harvest. Look at the people coming out. Jesus was letting them know, you know what, we got a harvest in front of us. Do you see it? Do you see what's in front of you? Do we see what's in front of us? We have to ask ourselves the question, Verse 7, and Peter, we're told that he took this lame man by the right hand and lifted him up. (laughs) That's a a step of faith. Put yourself in that place. I believe God wants to heal you. And he takes him by the hand and, and believing that God is going to heal him. That's some faith. That's the gift of faith. Being exercised. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. There's no question that this was a miracle of God, that God did this. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't one of those things where we're kind of going, yeah, is this phony? Did somebody do that? No, the people knew that he was lame from birth. He'd been out there for days and days doing that. There was no question of whether or not a miracle had taken place. So not only did his feet and ankle bones receive strength, but we're told in verse 8 that he, he leaps up, he stands, and he begins walking around and he enters into the temple area, goes through the gate with them, and it says that he's walking, he's leaping, and he's praising God. Get that picture in your mind. lame from birth. And now he's actually a miracle has transpired and he's up praising and worshiping God in the midst of all these Jews as he goes into this temple area. And then it says, and here's even the bigger picture, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. All the people. God wants to do something. I'm going to heal this lame man so that many more will see who I am. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging at the beautiful gate of the temple. And, and it says, what's it say? They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. That just simply means they were blown away. They were like, what? What? He's walking. This is the, this is the guy we pass all the time coming in here. Look, and he's praising God. There's nothing like seeing somebody come to Christ or you leading somebody to Christ and then having opportunity to see that person so thrilled about their relationship that they can't help but go out and tell somebody about the Lord. And just to think, God used you to lead them to Christ. What a privilege that God has put before us to be ambassadors for Him. Now the lame man, verse 11, who was healed, he held on to Peter and John. And all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's. And it says they were greatly amazed. So now all of a sudden, this whole crowd of people that just saw this lame man be healed come and gather on this porch. And here's Peter with another opportunity that is set before him. If you read on, and we're not going to do that this morning, but if you read on in that chapter, you're going to see that He begins to preach the Gospel now to this multitude. God set the stage once again for another multitude of people to hear the Gospel. And He did it through the healing of one lame man. And you know what? We had this team that went to Atlanta. And they prayed with people they touched. And many of them, were are not going to see the immediate fruit. They're not going to see the outcome. But we don't know in eternity, when eternity comes, what lives have been touched through our lives that we didn't even see the immediate. We didn't see the fruit right in front of our eyes. But God used us. And that's all God asks us to do is to be available. Be those instruments that I can use. These people were filled with wonder and amazement. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time in your personal walk with Christ that you actually have felt amazement about something God has done in you, through you, in your life? When's the last time that you really said, wow, God, you just used me you just brought a divine appointment in front of me. And I didn't miss it. And it blew me away what you did. How you did it. How you were able to orchestrate it. And, and that's what God does. There's no doubt in my mind that this small church in Texas, that God's not going to turn it around to His glory. Some way, somehow, there are going to be people that are going to be touched. When Stephen was stoned, many believe it led to the salvation of the Apostle Paul. God will do those things because, you know, in God's perspective of things, eternity is a lot bigger than our temporal time here on earth. A soul is the most important thing in God's perspective. We hope you have enjoyed today's study. For more information on teachings, events, worship times, and location, please visit our website, ccfwinstonsalem.com. From Pastor Greg and all of us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, thank you for listening and being part of our study through God's Word.